Welcome back, podcast friends, to I Am Healthy and Fit. I Am Healthy and Fit is the affirmation that begins changing your health and fitness from the inside out. I'm Steve Jordan, your health and fitness coach. Sit up. Get your shoulders back, head held up high, stand up nice and tall. You've heard this before. You've probably heard it at a very young age from your teachers or your parents. Posture has been incorporated into our lifestyles for a very long time. However, today we are plagued with poor posture. And you know what? It may not be just about posture that's causing our back pain. In this episode, I speak with Dr. Todd Sinet, who is the author of a book called The Back Pain Relief Diet. The Back Pain Relief Diet is about the possibility that the food that you are eating is causing your back pain. Now, back pain is the number one reason for job disabilities, and it's the third most common reason for hospitalizations. And it could be one of the biggest factors in the reason why pain medications today is the most abused substance. Dr. Sinet and I get into the science of why certain foods might be causing inflammation, even the kale that you're eating or the juice that you're having. That is correct. The kale and the juice that you are having may be causing inflammation that is causing your back pain. Dr. Sinet tells us why. So sit up tall or stand up straight, tuck that tummy in, and listen to this podcast. Welcome, Dr. Sinet, to the I Am Healthy and Fit podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. So I hear a little bit of a, a New York accent in there. Is, are you from New York? I am uh, born and bred, yes. Awesome. Whereabouts? Uh, I grew up in Long Island, which is uh, you know, a, a suburb of New York City, and I uh, have the pleasure of practicing right in midtown Manhattan of uh, awesome. New York City. So you are a chiropractor by trade, is that right? That is correct. Also a certified fitness trainer as well. Oh, awesome. Well, you and I, two, two peas in a pot. So that's a really great mix. Uh, you know, there's very t- there's oftentimes I've met a lot of chiropractors that uh, will often look down on the fitness industry in, in, in ways not so much today, in the past, because a lot of fitness trainers were not as skilled as they are today. I mean, today it's really truly an exercise science. We were sending people to you guys. And I, w- and I would say the medical doctors were always looking down at us because we weren't the real doctors. So... Uh, And things have changed there as well. Agreed. You know, I have some friends in the chiropractic business that are actually, you know, practicing other very alternative medicines with injections and, uh, you know, knee injections for people who are having arthritis and osteoarthritis. Um, You know, chiropractic, in my opinion, is more than just cracking the back. Would you agree with that? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's not just cracking bones anymore or just twisting someone's neck. Um, you know, I think we really can bring a very unique approach to help helping people. That's so it's really. And you have created a, a, a business, a side business with a book that you just wrote called the back pain relief diet. 
And so this dives into another area of focus that I think is really paramount in the health, overall health, because I am healthy and fit is about believing it before you can achieve it. And it's partly, and I would say mostly due to diet as well. And I would love to know how and where you came, you know, to this realization, one, and two, to take that leap of faith to cross over into another area of expertise and bridge those gaps. Yeah. Uh, Well, uh, we're going to have to dial this all the way back to 1975. That's a great year. All right. There you go. So um, my father was a chiropractor. I was five years old. Uh, And my chiropractor was moving bones like a traditional chiropractor was. He had been in practice for about 15 years until one day he bent down to pick up a tennis ball. And then everything changed because his back went out. And he was a chiropractor at the time, earning a living, treating people and helping people with their backs. So, um, you know, he hurt his back. He was completely bent over crooked. So he took a couple days off from work, uh, got some treatment, and a couple days turned into a couple weeks, and a couple weeks turned into a couple months, and a couple months turned into nine long months, where my father was completely bent over uh, and bedridden with severe back pain. So he went uh, about trying to find a cure for his own back pain. So he went to chiropractors and was treated extremely unsuccessfully. He went to physical therapists. He went to orthopedists. He went to acupuncturists. He went to massage therapists. Wherever he went, uh, no one was able to help him. And uh, um, again, I remember because, again, my father couldn't earn a living. My father couldn't work. I just remember friends would come over and my father would be laying in bed. And uh, he wound up. seeing a doctor with a very fortuitous name of Dr. Goodhart, uh, who lived in Detroit. And uh, he went out to see Dr. Goodhart. And Dr. Goodhart examined my father very differently than anyone else had and was asking some very different questions than anyone else had. So Dr. Uh, Goodhart was asking the question, well, why is my father having severe back spasms? Rather than trying to get rid of the back spasms, he was trying to get to the cause. Mm. And my father was active. My father was healthy. So Dr. Goodhart said, you know, you you didn't have any trauma. You didn't fall down the steps. There is no major injury here. So let's try and figure out where this came from. Uh, And then Dr. Goodhart started asking my father questions about diet. And back in 1975, if you were thin, you were healthy. So you could eat whatever you wanted as long as you were thin. So my father was thin, but he basically had dessert after every meal. He was having donuts for breakfast and dessert after lunch and dinner. Uh, And... You know, Dr. Goodhart surmised that all the sugar in his uh, body was upsetting his digestive system, which was then creating something called a visceral somatic reaction, which is just a big word that means uh, all our body is linked. So our digestive system is very much linked to our muscular system. So he made a couple corrections. My dad changed his diet. Within three weeks, he was 100% cured. And that's the beginning of the story of how diet and back pain came into our family's lives and how I am here sharing it with you and your listeners. I love that. And, and I'm sorry that your father had to go through that breakdown. No, it wound up the biggest crisis turned out to be the biggest blessing. Isn't that the case, right? No. Typically is. And uh, I personally had back surgery and back pain about uh, 14 years ago. I was 29 years old, healthy, active, living a very spry, you know, physical life. And uh, through a course of a couple of events, I woke up one morning, can barely move, and I was probably like your father, bent over, hunched over, 45 degrees, could barely stand up, ice on my back the whole time. Here I know what I'm supposed to be doing, and I just I didn't know what was going on, and I started to 
uh, I got an epidural, two epidurals to help relieve the immediate pain. And my friends, some of them are chiropractors, you know, in through some of the through some of the treatment, you know, at the end of the day, it was impeding on my quality of life. Like you had said, it was impeding on your father's quality of life and his ability to work and do, you know, work his profession. Um, I ended up opting, like my friend said, he goes, you're like a professional athlete, you know, you got to get back in the game, you know how to rehab it. So I prehabbed it, which I kind of made up that word at the time, which was like, I'm going to work through the pain and get as strong and stable as possible so that when I am like that nerve is, you know, released, I'm going to be able to feel comfortable. That next day after surgery, I was walking. I went for a mile walk in my neighborhood in Jersey where I had the surgery with my parents, you know, uh, where my parents were and very gingerly, you know, but I walked and that was the, the doctor's prescription, just walk. But I yep. walked, I braced and I did a whole bunch of core stuff and, you know, gratefully, 14 years later, I'm, I'm healthy and fit. Uh, but I do know that, you know, there was a little 10% still of pain that was going on in there. And I didn't really know until I came out here, uh, which was about 17 years ago. And I started to really dive into the world of nutrition and lifestyle, which is exactly what I wanted when I came up to California, because it's pretty progressive out here. And I found like this whole idea on inflammation and foods that cause inflammation, sugar being one and so many other foods. And I started to, to hone in on that. And I am a, a grain-free diet, uh, you know, sugar-free as much as possible. I do like, you know, typical sweets once in a while, but I will treat myself um, once in a while. But like, I realized that some of the back pain, residual back pain I was having was due to inflammation from the foods I was eating. I want yep. you to comment on how inflammation, what types of foods, why is this such a big revelation? Obviously, it helped cure your body, but how, you know, just, you know, you have a whole book on this. If you can summarize your book and give us an idea on how this could work for our listeners, because I know they say nine out of 10 people suffer from lower back pain, right? At one point in their life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, 85 for the, yeah, 20% of the world is currently suffering from back pain. So second cause of missed work days, number one reason for job disability. I mean, we have a back pain epidemic going on. Right. That's a, like, I mean, based on the, the amount of people in the world, assuming like 9 billion people, that's like 1.5 billion people. That's a Yeah. Lot. I mean, you know, unfortunately for me or fortunately for me, I'm, I never have a shortage of people I, who I have to help. So. Right. So it's tell us how this all is related. What, what goes into it? Why are certain foods bad for your back? What if there is no problem? Are you going to get back pain because you eat bad? <laughs> well, uh, these are all great questions. And it's, it's funny because something that you and I are seeing is so common sense based turns out to be so revolutionary. You know, how many people are out there sitting there saying the, the, the cause of your back pain could be your diet and the solution of your back pain could be your diet. Mm -hmm. So, when I, even when I tell patients, you know, they look at me very disbelieving. So I literally have to kind of take them step by step to give them the rationale of, of what I'm talking about to see if we can resonate with the listeners so, or the patients so they can see what I'm talking about. So the first thing I always do is tell a patient is that a lot of times if you see a doctor and you're severe back pain, the medical doctor will prescribe medication. And what type of medication is that? Anti-inflammatories, mm. right? So now the question is, if we can create a diet that is anti-inflammatory in nature, which I think we can do, can it have the same impact or effect? And the answer is yes to that question. Or I'll turn around and say uh, Olympic athletes, right? Um, 
Olympic athletes eat very differently than the common person because they believe that their diet and their nutrition and the substances and the nutrients that they're putting in their body has a direct correlation on their athletic performance as well as their strength and function. And response. So, so right, Exactly. So the converse is also true, right? So if we're not putting the right things into our body, it makes us weaker. If we put the right things in, it makes us stronger. So I don't think back pain is really a problem. I think back pain is really just a symptom of body's inflammation. So what we need to do is figure out where that inflammation is coming from, how to address it, how to fix it. And then for the likelihood, you're done with your back pain. So would you relate this to other sorts of pain too? Like if somebody has neck pain, shoulder pain? Yes. When when I'm talking back pain, I'm talking could be foot pain, could be knee pain, could be lower back pain, upper back pain, shoulder pain, trap pain, headaches, TMJ pain. Yeah. The whole body and the whole spine is very much interrelated. So you know, when I use that term back pain, it really can apply to just about any symptom. Mm. So, so I think the, the funny thing is, or the interesting thing is, is when we're talking inflammation, right, we got to figure out what the causes of inflammation are. So in my opinion, there are three causes of back pain or three causes of inflammation. So there's structural inflammation, right? And that's poor posture, sitting funny, sitting weird, being hunched over, overdeveloped muscles, wrong exercise, that is structural inflammation. And that's essentially where our entire paradigm and where all of our study and back pain treatment is based. Um, And I guess we do a pretty okay job at that. But again, we're only looking at the structural aspect. So in my opinion, we're missing two thirds of the equation. So the other factor is emotional inflammation. So Stanford University ran a large uh, study. And guess what the number one factor for back pain is? The best way to predict who will have back pain and who won't have back pain is emotional outlook. And what so is stre- that? What, tell us what that is. So stress or physiologic response from stress, right, is the number one factor for back pain. So back muscles and organs. Go. Stress, I think. Yeah. I, I, I was hoping that you would say that. That's yeah. the one reason for most illness or dis-ease. Yeah, agreed. So muscles and organs should contract and relax. And when we get uptight our body stays in a state of readiness for so long, our adrenaline surges, so the muscles contract, 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 and don't relax. And then you do a simple, seemingly simple movement of tying your shoes, washing your hair, trying to bend down to pick up a kid, and your back goes out. And a lot of times that's the cause. It's muscular tension or emotional tension. So I always tell a patient that uh, emotions are two things. Emotions are psychological and emotions are physiological. So if you have a dream that a monster is chasing you, you wake up, you say there's no monster chasing you, but your heart's racing, your pulse pounding, and you're sweating, that's a physiologic response. So whether things are real or imagined makes no difference. Mm -hmm. So we need to balance the structural inflammation. We need to balance the emotional inflammation. And then we get to the topic today, which really pertains to the book, The Back Pain Relief Diet, is diet can create inflammation. So diet can actually cause inflammation or get rid of inflammation. And the whole purpose of this book is to try and find out what's going on with your body if we think your back pain could be diet-related or inflammation-based. And then we're going to steer you in the right diet to try for about three weeks to cut down the inflammation irritation to see how your body responds. And subsequently, your back pain could be better. So what is, what's your success rate with this? Well, my, my, you, you also have to realize that this, what we're presenting or what we're talking about diet is merely a third of the equation, okay? So I'm calling it really the undiscovered third because the general public certainly knows about the structural aspects. 
They certainly know that stress can create back pain, but very, very few people know that diet is the missing link. So here I am presenting the missing link to your listeners. So my approach, which I call the sin solution, is balancing all three aspects of it. And the, I would say the success rate is really well, well above 90%. Because again, you have to realize that all of the treatments that we're talking about that you know work. I'm not someone who says back surgery is not the right path. Unfortunately, back surgeries wind up being not the right path for a lot of people because they're not looking at the structure, they're not looking at the emotions, they're not looking at the diet. So if your back pain is diet related and your inflammation and irritations coming from your back pain and it's your diet you cause and we try and do surgery on you, you're not going to get a good result. Yes. So the key is, again, for most back pain sufferers, I always say the, the problem in our diagnosis and our treatment of back pain is the treatment is based on who you see is what you get, mm. right? It's not with what you have. So our society does a really poor job of figuring out where your back pain is coming from. So if you see a chiropractor, they're going to adjust you. If you see a physical therapist, they're going to give you exercises. A uh, primary care doctor is going to give you medication and a stress management counselor is going to give you breathing tips. So what we want to do is we want to figure out where your back pain is coming from or what percentages. See, most people don't just have back pain from one cause. It's not just diet. A lot of times it's posture and diet or stress and diet. And these things are very much interlinked. So um, how our emotions are depends on how it impacts our, our digestive system. So I always use the analogy if someone's eating a hot food Sunday when they're depressed, is very different than if they're eating a hot foot Sunday and celebrating. It's a complete different biochemical neuropeptide reaction in our body. And our immune system is very different. Or if a person can go away on vacation, go wildly off their diet and still feel great, that tells us that because the difference was they're emotional uh, on vacation, they're all relaxed and they're happy. So their immune system's better. So it's not just the foods alone. Mm -hmm. So it's all interlinked. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, you know, and I, I like these three different elements here. You said structural being one, and that's your posture and the way you move or don't move your body. Uh, the second one, emotional, which I also found when I had my back surgery, uh, I was going afterwards, you know, I had, I said about 10% still like residual pain. It wasn't always way I, I self-managed it, but there was always something there and it was way better, like way, way better than it was. But then I went into therapy uh, for the very first time in my life because I had a breakup um, and I needed to resolve some some issues or, or look within and you know find certain things. And really, what it boiled down to is I needed to love myself more. Really, like love myself for all that I was, but also all that I wasn't. Right? Accept right. myself. And once I did that and I went through that process, uh, all my back pain went away. Yeah, it was like gone. And I had read this in the books that I studied, like how back pain could be psychosomatic, right? And huh? I, I, I wanted to believe it, but I had to, I had to experience it myself, and I did, and it was great. So I really do firmly believe that that is a big part. And the nutrition part, too, is, is, is also right on point. I agree with you 100% here. I mean, listen, food, I have a saying, food is medicine or it's a poison, right? Mm -hmm. Food has the ability to heal us. You know, I think, you know, back Absolutely. in the day, I used to say, uh, diet, it's not that important. I want to give myself more credit, right? That, you know, exercise was the end all be all. But now where I'm at in my career after 22, 23 years, I would say that diet is 80% of it. 
and the exercise <laughs> is like 20% of it. And people always ask, Steve, what's the best thing for your abs or this or that? And I'm like, it's the exercise you do over and over and over again. It's not, there's no special secret like exercise. The secret is just keep doing it and do it right with great form. So I love this. And how do you get somebody to transform like their eating habits? I mean, this is probably one of the biggest challenges. And I think why so many people don't go there or professionals like you and I is because it's really hard to manage that. How do you help? How do you manage it? How do you yep. get to understand this like paradigm shift? Well, the, the, one of the first things or the principles that I always want to say is that before you undergo any kind of invasive treatment or whatnot, you want to always do the least invasive thing to the most invasive thing. So the, the least invasive thing is changing up your diet. And what I want to tell people is, listen, it's all about what's healthy for you. It's not necessarily what's healthy because there are some foods that we would all think are anti-inflammatory but tend to upset a person's digestive system. So I had a very interesting uh, dietary response because I had a New Year's resolution. Even though I had eaten very healthy, I decided I was going to have oatmeal every day for breakfast. Mm. So within five days, I was expecting my energy to change. I was expecting my fitness to change. I was expecting everything to change. And it did change, but it all got worse. Mm. Okay. And what happened was it was just the roughage, the oatmeal was too much on my digestive system. So when I switch back to eggs, a whole grain toast, or peanut butter and jelly, or you know other proteins, uh, I function much better. But when I was having oatmeal, it just didn't sit well with my digestive system. So oddly enough, the other foods were healthier for me, even though they may have been a bit less nutritious. So we need to figure out what's healthy for that individual. So there is no one diet that works for anybody. We got to figure out what works for you. Mm -hmm. So in my book, uh, the first step we have is the digestive inflammation test. And what we want to do is that's just telling us, or we can figure out if we think our back pain is digestive in nature. So it's going to ask questions about your bowel movements, constipation, diarrhea, your medications, your stress, your gas, your bloating, are you sensitive to dairy, are you sensitive to gluten? So it's going to kind of create a score so we can know if we think your back pain is digestive in nature. All right. And keep in mind, regardless of how your back is, whether you're completely bent over and can't touch your toes, or you just have a 10% nagging back pain, the diet could be the cause of this, okay? So once we decide that we think your diet is a cause of this, then we're gonna do the diagnostic nutrition test, and that's gonna run through a series of questions so we could see what habits and patterns you have. Are you someone that has lots of refined sugars, carbohydrates, and alcohols and sweets that create a very much inflammation-based diet? So what we want to do is ultimately we're going to want to pull that away if that's the case. Are you someone who's very food sensitive to specific foods? Or you have irritable bowel syndrome? So we do recommend a diet called the FODMAPS diet where we're, we're pulling specific carbohydrates and specific foods that can irritate your particular digestive system. Or who is eating a typical healthy diet, but still suffering a lot of digestive issues. So we created the, a digestive rest diet. And we urge people to just try it for three weeks. And after three weeks, let's check in and see how you're doing. And for the vast majority of people, you're going to feel better. Mm. And then after those three weeks, start throwing your foods back in and see what you're responding to and see what you're not responding to. So a lot of times you'll figure out that you're going to have one glass of wine, or maybe you could have red wine, but not white wine. Or maybe you can handle vodka, but not wine. 
or maybe you can't handle any sugar at all, or maybe you know that you're gluten sensitive, or maybe you're dairy sensitive. So that's the process of it because, and then we want everyone to find that happy medium so that they can continue to live a healthy, active life, but not have so much inflammation from their gut that it affects their back and their muscular system. Mm -hmm. Now, does somebody, you know, when I work with people who don't need to change your diet, they think forever, like I need to do this forever, right? Mm -hmm. they, people start going there, they like shut down. And I say, no, it's not necessarily forever, but for a time being, for a period of time, you actually might start to feel better and that will motivate you to eat this way most of the time. But do you incorporate, let's say like a cheat day or a cheat meal where somebody can eat what they want? Uh, you know, what I try and do is I say, listen, we got some work to do. Let's try for three weeks. Let's just try and be as good as we can on these particular diets for three weeks. And then you can do whatever you want, but we need that information. We need that feedback. I mean, I've had patients where their severe lower back pain came on because they don't drink water. They drink club soda or sparkling water. Mm -hmm. And the carbonation in the gas creates so much gas and bloating in their digestive system, creates severe back pain. Mm -hmm. So then we, I said, stop the club soda, stop the sparkling water. I just had them drink water and their pain went away. And then they figured out that they can handle two club sodas in a week and not three in a day. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a zig and zag. So yeah. when somebody comes to you, they go through their whole analysis, you take them through this process, you adjust them, you're working on their, you're working on their structure, you're working on their emotions, or at least guiding them in the right direction. And you've given this the, the program. After three weeks or so, there's no relief or little relief and they still can't deal with it. When do you know now there's a bigger problem, they need to go have surgery or you refer out or maybe your approach and you know, your chiropractic adjustments becomes more aggressive? Yes. So um, you know, please understand to, to your listeners that by no means um, am I successful all the time. You know, I fail way more than I ever want, right? But you also have to realize that there is no one cure. Um, there is not one person who can cure everyone. So we need to, again, dial it back and look at the structural system first, right? So my first line of defense on a structural back pain is chiropractors, physical therapists, massage therapists, exercise people, rehab. That's step one. If that's not getting you where you need to go, there's step two, where there's the non-surgical orthopedist or the physiatrist. And a lot of physiatrists are slanted in natural ways to cut down on the inflammation, whether it's trigger point injections with tromiel, whether it's something called PRP, where you're using your own blood as a healing process. Um, those are great steps. There's epidurals and there's surgery. And that's the structural realm that you can go through. The, the emotional realm is start working on reducing your stress, start doing some exercise, going out for walks, work on there's apps, work on your breathing, do something called biofeedback, which measures your physiologic response to your stress. If that's not working, go see a counselor, go see a therapist, talk to a psychologist. If that's not working, go see a psychiatrist. Uh, oddly enough, research has proven that antidepressants work better than anti-inflammatories when it comes to treating back pain. Wow, that's an interesting fact, I didn't know. Yeah, the, well, the reason is, is that the number one factor for back pain is stress. So if we can reduce the stress, most effectively, we reduce the back pain. So I, I thought that was a little fun factoid for you. Uh, and then if we're looking at diet, right, the first step is go through the book. Try and do it yourself. Change up your diet and your habits. If that's not working, go consult a nutritionist. If that's not working, go see your internist. Go see your GI doctor. 
have a colonoscopy and make sure and work up diagnostically, make sure your digestive system is okay. So those are the three pathways. And as long as we can put you on those three pathways, the path for success is wide open now. It's not just only one path that is, again, only a third of the information. These are three specific and different pathways that are intertwined and interlinked. Because it could be that you need to change up your exercise, reduce your stress levels, and change your diet. I mean, how many people are overweight, not working out right, and are overstressed? The vast majority of us. So to solve it, we need to hit all three aspects to be successful. Mm, I agree. How would you define good posture? <laughs> so I will say that I discovered a commonality in posture where we're essentially all having way too much flexion or forward hunch or forward posture. So uh, what we're doing is we're all looking down at our smartphones, we're sitting down all day, we're sitting in our cars, commuting subways, trains, looking down at our smartphones. So the vast majority of, a, of, the, of the patient population, the people population, has too much forward posture. Our shoulders are rounded forward, our heads are forward, our ears should line up with our shoulders. A lot of times people are very forward. That's because we're having too much flexion, okay? Um, so I always recommend what we want to do is we want to create more extension, right? So we want to bring ourselves back. So you need a balance between forward bending and backward bending. So if we have too much forward bending in our body, we're going to be hunched forward very much like, uh, you, you see in the cartoons or old people who are unable to resist the pressure of gravity, their spines tend to bend forward. If someone had too much extension in their body, they would literally walk around as if they were in a limbo, right? Which is not what we're seeing. We're seeing everyone hunched forward. So everyone has too much forward posture or flexion. So I actually uh, designed and created a product called Backbridge. And what it is, it's very much like a, um, a large uh, exercise or physio ball cut in half that a patient will lay over. But what I did was I, I have it where it comes in five different interlocking levels so that a patient could have progressive extension. So slowly you can continually change your alignment and your posture. So have someone lay on it two minutes in the morning, two minutes in the evening, and every month or so, they're able to continually to raise their stretch or level of extension to align the body erect and posture and get good alignment and good posture. That's great. I like that a lot. I'd like to check out this tool. Where can we find that tool? Uh, that's at backbridge.com or drsinnett.com. Okay. And thank you. I, I didn't mean to plug the product, but it, it really does work. I think it's fantastic. I'm a big believer in extension as well. I work with a lot of clients as in that extension that it's not easy to do and you know if i have them do that extension on a ball most of them can't do that and I wouldn't yeah. it becomes quite various where they're falling off to the side uh-huh well, can't touch the ground they don't have yeah. any type of shoulder flexion extension and it's yeah so it, it can become it becomes challenging. how i came up with it i was actually working with a espn fitness model uh and she was the pinnacle or look of health and strength but was suffering terribly for upper back pain, lower back pain, uh, and had profound weakness all through her body, even though she looked like a fitness model should. And I had, um, I had asked her what she was doing, and she had said she does hundreds, if not thousands, of sips and crunches uh, in, on, the, on the shows. So I took her, and I had her lay over a big exercise ball, and immediately her strength returned, her flexibility returned, and her pain dramatically decreased. Mm -hmm. So I put her in extension, and then I went and showed my father, who was a chiropractor at the time, I had him lay over the ball and he actually fell off the ball. <laughs> so, then, so then I decided to create basically a more stable, uh, progressive kind of physio ball that we can extend over. Awesome. I love that. 
So how did you come up with the meal plan design in your, in your food? Was it based on other research that you found or was this your own exploration? Um, it's really based off other research. Um, I have some great nutritionists in my practice. So uh, they were super helpful in putting the diets together. But um, yeah, I mean, we have to find the right foods for the right person for the right diet. So I created what we call the No More Back Pain or the Paleo Plus meal plan. And those are just foods that are limited in simple carbohydrates, the simple sugars, has a, a list of do's and don'ts and some uh, recipes that you can follow. Um, but we're eliminating the sugars, the caffeines, the alcohols, the sweeteners. And again, we're going to do that for about three weeks. Um, there's another diet called the FODMOPS diet. And I didn't invent this FODMOPS diet, but it's for someone who has irritable bowel syndrome. But it's for someone who's lactose intolerant, um, is sensitive to some specific foods, to garlic, to beans, um, to some sweeteners such as uh, corn syrup or honey. And then uh, another diet called the digestive rest. And that's just for people having too much roughage, too much salad, um, you know, someone who continually repeats the same diets and foods over and over again. You know, I think that's a very, very important concept where eating the same foods over and over again is really a bad thing because it robs your body of variety, it robs your body of different nutrients, and it doesn't allow your digestive system to continue to heal up. Mm. So in New York, and I'm sure in California, you have a lot of people drinking a lot of green drinks or green juices all the time. and uh, it can be too irritating for a lot of people. And I, you know, I've had patients where I need to pull that off or have them stop that for a while to heal that inflammation in their gut, even though they think they're doing the right thing. You know, a kale smoothie may not be the right thing for an individual. Mm-hmm. What is, so, um, if you were to give listeners uh, one food that you think is like the superfood, you know, and I know that there isn't such a thing, but all right. if you were to take, one food and you implemented it in their diet. All right. I think my answer is going to completely shock you, but my superfood is birthday cake. Ah, (laughs) okay. I know why and how this is all. All right. So again, if we're going to discuss, or we're going to go into theory that emotions are the number one factor for back pain, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, a time of someone's birthday normally is a time of celebration a time of joy. We even get some presents. Uh-huh. So I would say that my number one superfood would be birthday cake. Awesome. You know, I, I, you know, I, I understand again, the kale, the superfoods, but if you're sitting there drinking a kale drink every morning because it's supposed healthy, but you're, you're hating every moment of it. How healthy is that for you? Yeah. Um, so what, we got to have that right. In moderation, the birthday cake, you're not eating birthday cake every day. Well, you get to eat it once a year. It's your birthday. All right. All right. Well, yeah. you know how they have these, uh, these flavors now, certain things, birthday cake. You know? Yes. No, no, no. It's just celebrating your birthday would be All my right. superfood. I think it's Halo is that ice cream. Yes. Yes. Birthday cake as a flavor. Um, I, that's a, I like that, you know, because when I work with people who have back pain, uh, I only, and they go away on vacation. I ask them, I pay attention to your back pain when you're on vacation. Let me know when you come back if it was better or worse or the same. And you know what the answer is? Yep. It's better. Like, like, oh, wow. You know what? I didn't even think about it. And I'm like, yeah, because you were on vacation. You were stress-free. You were enjoying yourself. You were with family. You were swimming. You were moving and doing the things that we were meant to do. We weren't meant to sit at desks for 10, 12 hours a day working on computers all hunched over. So 
I love it. It's the same. We're talking the same language here. That's why yeah. I'm excited to do this podcast. I mean, I hear a lot of times people be like, I don't know. I was on vacation. I slept so well. It must be the mattress. Right. And yeah. I'm like, well, chances are it wasn't the mattress. Chances are it was the person who actually laid down on the mattress. The Four Seasons, what, they, they were brilliant in <laughs> designing and they, they sell their own mattress. So when people yeah. go to the Four Seasons, they, they sleep well. You can go to the concierge there and buy a $4,000, $5,000 mattress. That's the yep. Four Seasons. Brilliant. Whoever, yep. whoever thought of that in their marketing team was brilliant. <laughs> Agreed. So are there any other simple tips that you can provide the listeners to help their back pain? Uh, other than this diet, getting your book without a doubt, getting Thank your, you. your back, your, what's the back device again called? It's called the back bridge. The back, the back bridge. Anything else that you can offer the solution for a solution to help people just get yeah. to that next step? I would say that if, um, uh, you know, I, uh, earlier, about two years ago, I came up with a book called Three Weeks to a Better Back. Okay. And that is basically the overall story and the overall uh, theory and philosophy about how to figure out where your back pain is coming from and how to self-correct it and self-help it. And if you can't self-correct it or self-help it, who to see and when to see them and, and how to get the treatment. So I do think that's a, that can be something that would be quite helpful. Um, another tip that I, I always like to say, or one of the biggest myths um, when it comes to back pain is that the, the blue ribbon study, um, you know, patients will come to me either having an MRI or patients will request an MRI or demand an MRI so we can figure out what's going on. Uh, and in 1994, this is way back in 1994, they put 98 people in an MRI machine. Two-thirds showed a disc bulge, 26% showed a disc herniation, which would be the most serious form of disc problems. But these 98 people they put in MRI machines never had any back pain. Mm. So the research has shown that MRIs actually at this point are actually more harmful than helpful when it comes to diagnosing and treating back pain. So the MRI leads to higher specialist consultations, higher specialist interactions without better patient outcomes. So I really want to encourage people to dial it all back, keep it simple, do things in an orderly manner, do the least invasive to most invasive, and really go about getting balance in those three areas that I've continually spoke over and over again on this podcast. And that's your solution for back pain. It's not as complicated. It's not, it's not that difficult. Just because there's a worldwide epidemic of it, it doesn't mean that you should suffer from it. So misery, it's just misery that likes company, but we should be feeling much, much better than we are. And it's because we're not approaching it the right way. I like that. It's really boils down to taking responsibility, right? And that's what this podcast is all about. I am healthy and fit is about taking responsibility for your own thoughts that help you take the right actions to live a better quality of life. Being healthy and fit is not about looking good, everybody. It's about feeling good. When you're in back pain, yes, we all who've been there, it doesn't feel good. And you want to do anything. But I think that a lot of people... You know, they, they look for these quick fixes, right? They, they go to a chiropractor for an adjustment. They go to an acupuncturist for, you know, some treatment and some needles. And you do get some relief, but there are bigger underlying issues here. As you so eloquently addressed in your, in your conversation here, in your book, I'm excited to read this. So I would love to have a copy and, and get my hands on that and share it with my clients. I'll actually get several copies and keep it in my in my in my studio here because I do work with clients who have back pain almost regularly. I just saw somebody new this morning 
And he was a thin guy, healthy guy, 35 years old. I mean, he surfer. I mean, you would look at him and be like, this guy's, you know, he's the epitome of health. But he's got this underlying issue. And he had back surgery about 10 years ago. And now that we've had this discussion, you know, I, I'm going to dig deeper and I'm going to get a copy of your book. I'm going to give it to him and have him go through this three-week cycle of food um, you know, therapy, if you will, and see what starts to happen with that and see if we can get to the root of it. So I'm excited about that. Thank you. It's, it's my pleasure. And uh, I just really say how much I appreciate you having me on because uh, to be able to help kind of spread the gospel to help as many people as possible is really kind of what, what, what my purpose is on this planet. So I really do appreciate it. Uh, well, it's evident in, your, in the conversation and then the time that you spent writing a book I know this, these are, you know, you're busy, you got family, you got business and, you know, managing all that is a lot and writing a book is a whole nother big, you know, venture. So uh, it does say a lot about you as a professional to go ahead and spend that extra time to provide this information for the masses. And uh, if you're listening, I really do hope you, you know, you do get this book and, and you take it on the back pain relief diet by Dr. Todd Sinet um, and look at his site. What's your site again? Uh, it's Dr. Sinnett, S-I-N-E-T-T dot com or backbridge.com. Awesome. Go visit it. Check it out. I'm sure you got a lot of great information on there. Um, and it's never too late and never too early to start addressing it, right? It comes up, like you said, with your dad, he was bending over picking up a tennis ball. You know, it comes in weird times, um, but it usually it's happening before that incident where you feel it. You know, it could be happening right now. So Let's all live pain-free, everybody, and stay healthy and fit. Dr. Sinet, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. Keep doing what you're doing, and let's all live uh, with back pain-free lives. Thank you. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And one more thing before you take off. Would you like to receive a short email from me one time a week on Fridays? Five to Thrive Fridays is a way for me to keep you expanding your health and fitness with five of the coolest things that I find interesting or ideas that I've been thinking about. Health and fitness books, trends, foods, recipes, supplements, anything to keep you feeling healthy and fit over the weekend and beyond. Visit stevejordan.com and click on the hashtag I am healthy and fit to leave your email address. And one more important note, if you found this podcast motivating, inspiring, or educational, please share with your family, your friends, coworkers, or anyone that you know who needs to improve their health or fitness. Take a screenshot of this podcast and share on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or any other social media platform. Taking the initiative to share not only helps the people you share it with, but it will help you because the law of giving to get. You see, when you give with generosity and without expectation, you will receive more for doing so. And this holds true when you want to be healthy and fit, my friends. This is another exercise that I prescribe to all of my clients. And those that have taken it on have undoubtedly seen the most results. So please, take a few more minutes of your time and do it now. Thank you again for listening. I am healthy and fit.